I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. When Trevor Noah interviewed Tommy Lauren, I thought he really went light on her. Okay, I know what you're thinking. A little hypocritical from someone who just spent several paragraphs writing about how she can't please anyone. But it's not like I tweeted at him and said he had betrayed all black people. Still, when she started ranting about Black Lives Matter and Colin Kaepernick, he pulled an artfully subtle question out of his back pocket. What is the right way to protest? It was perfect because she couldn't answer. You wear a t-shirt that says Black Lives Matter and people get mad. You refuse to move your seat on the bus and people get mad. You do a sit-in and people get mad. No matter what you do, people who are dedicated to seeing marginalized people as second-class citizens will be upset when marginalized people insist that they are not second-class citizens. While this is more than discouraging, the realization is also kind of liberating. It made me realize I should quit trying to please everyone and just say whatever the hell I want. Going public doesn't mean that the public gets to define you. Having an audience and a public platform has changed how i see the world how could it not but i'm still the same person on tv as i am riding the subway or waiting in line at the dmv or locked out of my apartment in my bright orange muumuu just with better makeup hey welcome to the blackout test podcast your host rod and and we are live on a saturday ready to do feedback Mm -hmm. on the normal feedback day saturday normal day uh you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic search the black Tips, leave us five star reviews the official weapon of the show is an unofficial sport what about and bullet ball extreme and today's episode is a feedback episode which means that we're going to be talking about all the things that you guys had to say about all the things that we had to say mm-hmm. about all the things that happened last week correct uh so if you left us an email we'll be talking about it if you um left us a voicemail um at the, at the voicemail line we'll we'll play that on the air if you um left comments on our website the black guy who com, we'll get up with you there so like we're gonna talk about all the stuff that you guys had to say um <clears throat> you can also do stuff like donate to the show at the black com. look on the right hand side there's like a little donation thing you can do uh you can also vote in the polls there you can do a bunch of stuff there we appreciate everybody takes the time out to do it um and we also like to give those people a shout out for giving us money okay because we do appreciate that and we read their names i dedicate this song to recession depression and unemployment today's a new day new day new euros okay let's talk about the people that sent us that money uh samuel hj thank you very much our boy wongo from now under hey baby hope you safe out there sweetie dana w virginia g rebecca m kelly kelly c jane m tiffany b charlotte h oh wait no shirley wong please say esquire please say the full thing my bad you better virginia p uh we got a one-time donation from cavis d we got lindsay b alfonso m jeff f palmetto stone magic james c that's not a grocery store uh autumn wood autumn w david cow david what am i doing david c <laughs> Damien Jackson, Woo-hoo. I am for real. Damien R, and that's everybody. Thank you for the donations this week, y'all. Smile, so smile. <laughs> now, every day ain't gonna be perfect, but 
Today's a new day, but there is no sunshine. Nothing but clouds and a stock and a heart and it feels like a cold night. Today's a new day, but tell me where are my blue skies? Where is that love, y'all? Where is the love and the joy and the promise to tell me it's alright? I almost gave up for my power that I can't explain. Fell from heaven like a shower and I smile. Even though it hurts me, I smile. I know God is working, so I smile. Even though I've been here for a while, I smile. Smile. It's so hard to look up when you lay down. I sure would hate to see you give up now. You look so much better when you smile. Smile for me. Can you just smile for me? Whatever you're going through right now. Smile for me. Can you just smile for me? And the people say, oh, oh, oh. All right, all right. Let's get into the five-star reviews. We only got one this week. Um, And it's from Rich4422, who just says, Rod and Karen. It says, thank you, five stars. Rod and Karen, thanks for mentioning the book, but some of us are brave on your podcast. Thank you. Oh, <clears throat> thank you, baby. I feel like that was Alicia that must have brought that up. I don't remember bringing up this book. She probably did. Uh, either that or an audience member. But y'all for listening, and I'm glad you got something out of it, and thank you for the five-star review. We don't care how short it is, what it's mm-hmm. about. We just appreciate getting them. Yeah, um, we have a smiley emoji. Yep. And we're doing the show a little early on Saturday, so there's a chance some of you may have sent five-star reviews in that didn't get read, if so. Right. Sometimes it's a delay. Yeah, if so, it's just because Apple has a delay. But if not, leave us more five-star reviews. Only one? Mm-hmm. Come on, yes. y'all. We know it's more than one person out there that having a five-star review. Uh, uh Let's talk about the episodes on the website, theblackoutist.com. 2038, live at the library. Uh We have four comments on this episode. Um, K-Can says, about a year before Netflix streaming became a thing, I found out that you could rent DVDs from the library. Listen, I was in there every week trying to catch up on series that I had heard about, <clears throat> but I didn't have the premium cable to watch. My library is about half a mile from my house. I do not take advantage of it these days, but I'm glad there are resources for people who may not have internet services at home or cable or a place to hang out if they need to. I was unaware you could check out other non-book items. I might need to go to my library and see what I can check out. Right. From the show the idea that someone could borrow clothing for an interview is quite cool and happy that there are uh there are libraries out there that have that as an option i complain when i uh took the break uh wait when i I complain when i look at the breakdown of my property tax bill and that line item for the library because um what is it the endowment use the resource on that might be a typo uh, oh, because I don't use the resource. I see. Uh, it makes sense just because I don't use the services that often. It could be a lifeline for others. Yeah, I think 
um <clears throat> that's something people do with taxes a lot yeah they do they complain about shit because they go well i don't use it well somebody else use that service i guarantee you it's a line i'm in there that you use and somebody else don't give a fuck about yeah and like let me break it down there's people that did not have kids i love that my taxes go to the schools Same. i i actually have a problem with the fact that not enough of the tax money goes, goes to, to the school. schools Same. like you know every time we have a um <clears throat> initiative on our local um ballot that's like increasing revenue for schools or increasing uh tax of the renovations for schools so i, I always, always vote for yes. it you know because i'm like Road, yes, yes they're taking the tax money anyway right. and this this selfishness of i don't want to like and the other thing is stuff that you think doesn't directly benefit you actually indirectly benefits you right because doesn't it <clears throat> doesn't it help you that kids can have resources to read books and places to hang out and a safe place and all this stuff in your community like doesn't that help you even if it doesn't direct even if you don't have kids even if you don't directly use the library resources you're helped by the fact that people in your community can use the internet you know um the same way that i'm helped by kids being educated i'm the smarter the kids in my community the less likely they are to go to prison correct you know we actually do have statistics that that show literally the more money communities spend on education the less money they have to spend on prisons and stuff Mm -hmm. so i think uh a lot of times it's indirect correlations you know that we think that we don't think about miss barnes says i love the library podcast i was at the library and loved it oh yeah she came all the way from winston salem uh, i came from Salem to see Ryder, karen and alicia i got there early and enjoyed gordon c james doing illustrations with the kids yeah, looking well, at it's beautiful looking at great book selections and even enjoyed the snow the main thing that i noticed was the environment it was a safe space for your fans and even new folks i learned a lot from alicia who was just an excellent folk she was so warm and she talked to everyone gave us good direction and overall incredibly informative she knows her stuff and then some the podcast finally starts and it's just like when i'm in the chat room except the chat room was live it was engaging and just a beautiful safe space to be in it was nice giving you both church hugs and just talking with you both also i got to see your parents got so much information and just had a ball thank you again for a beautiful event thank you oh thank you baby yeah man, it was it was nice it was a pleasure to meet you despite uh your arby's love that you brought into the room with you <laughs> uh, we still appreciated you coming out man i can't believe people came from that far right d ramsey says five stars i loved all of this content i remember as a child going to the summer reading program on base dad was in the army i know that i am a lover of books because of those trips to the library and having my parents read to me thanks for shouting out the local library p.s i need a list of all the books alicia i hope i spelled the name correctly recommended um yeah i don't have a list for you but if you go back and listen to that section mm-hmm. of the podcast you know she she named she them. went through mm-hmm. d ramsey says five stars down to the local library i've been an avid reader since the womb please provide a list of books that alicia i perhaps spelled the name right correctly recommended i don't have the list you guys come I'm on sorry, it was y'all. Right there we now. don't have the list did, did she uh, uh yeah if, did, unless y'all couldn't hear it or something then let me know because i'm sorry i just don't have a list offhand i'm sorry about that guys uh the poll for this episode was do you have a library card yes i do i've had it for many 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 years i have a library card as of last year i have fell off uh mrs Bar- uh so the poll results are 85 percent do 15 percent don't that's dope that's a high percentage yeah most people have a library card even if they don't use it they got for a lot of people they have one because mm-hmm. it's free 
miss barn 72 says i just looked on my keychain i have years of cards i need to go to all my libraries and get that squared away i got one from foresight the one from wilkes funny uh i also forgot to ask so just like the library used the dewey decimal system do libraries still use microfiche oh yeah i remember microfiche i wonder i'm not sure it wouldn't surprise me if they did i I I mean but at this point you probably could transcribe that media to like scanning or something and have an electronic archive or database of it but yeah you probably can computerize it but you Mm -hmm. know with things like that it might be something where people probably still use that form for whatever reason so i I could see them actually having it even if they don't have nothing but one machine i could see them having it charles says i read so much that i didn't have a public library car if i didn't have a public library car i'd be broke i mean oh i read so much oh and i'm married to a college librarian well you know that'll do it charles Mm-hmm. monique says i do have a library card but i think it's expired i never go to the library i had a chronic case of losing books for or failing to renew them as kids and i end up paying the full fee which was only a maximum of three dollars i'd hate to know how much that fee is now uh check out your library because now libraries are starting to waive those fees like have certain times of the year they waive the fees where people can return the books or they charge like a fraction of the free because they was like we won't we actually want our books back <laughs> <laughs> type of thing and here in mecklenburg county the library card does not expire once you guys you got it but yeah and then also if you owe money they just will arrest you and uh put you in the police custody immediately so don't worry about it like if you they owe money pretty they, soon you can go on the payment plan they'll or be like, like that. well while you're here we do have a warrant out for your arrest and then they just throw you in the back of the library you have to work it off that's how it works I have to read it off okay do it decimal not gonna not gonna put all them books in place uh we had the next episode 2039 the artist is the track um miss barnes says sadly i am today years old when i learned that there's a live action there's live action sounding uh that's that porn thing where you stick something in the mm-hmm. aretha as a porn consumer i've never seen live action sounding only seen them in hentai but sadly there's someone out there that is willing to prove that it can be done and brooklyn shube says i've seen that in hentai too i've got more tolerance of seeing wild porn kinks and hentai than in real life yeah yeah Hent, hentai it goes way out there yeah i, I haven't even seen it in hentai um, i don't think i've seen it in hentai but it but hentai does go it can't get wild brooklyn shube says as a public librarian i'm getting my entire life listening to your positive public library feedback and sharing library resources my library system has e-cards and physical cards i could go on and talk about what the library offers for free english classes citizenship legal services for immigrants foreign language groups activities for older people and homebound seniors story times homework help gaming and other cultural events when i heard you were doing a program at the library my full mind thought you were touring public libraries and coming to brooklyn what laugh my ass off if you ever decide to come to nyc you got to hook up at the brooklyn library piece what is the hook up at the library we're gonna I, I you guess, can check out more than 10 books okay i got you boo. no i guess come Shh. come in do a show at at, at the at the library uh i've seen that hint oh yeah i already got that part okay and then the poll was do you have a blue check on twitter no okay uh so 1.64 percent of the audience has a blue check on twitter aka one person i'm not on twitter 20 percent, 21 percent of y'all aren't on twitter and 77 percent of y'all do not have blue checks on twitter mm-hmm. which means that 
i am in the one percent guys okay yeah you really are and that is why i am so important all right and i just want y'all <laughs> to understand you and bernie and look at my you know understand that when we talk about important opinions on social media i'm at the very top you influencer okay? you guys are at you know not at the top is what i'm saying i'm not saying you're at the all the way at the bottom but you guys are not at the top and i am and i think we just need to sit in that for a second and let me bask in my in my check markness okay mm-hmm. i actually don't remember how that became the poll Mm-mm. um <laughs> we had two comments on the next episode which was uh the baidu senate candle episode 2040 rich says i don't know this person pastor troy if loving mozzarella sticks is wrong i don't want to be right saying how can you hate deep fried cheese with marinara sauce i don't understand i'll tell you what i've only had bad mozzarella sticks in one place and that's arby's everywhere else i've had it delicious. <laughs> when will all this gay bashing stop some of these rappers need to evolve from the 80s and come uh quote unquote no homo mentality and join the 21st century yeah you know that's not even 80s man that like that homophobia was like 2000s 2000 I, yeah 2000s when i was coming up mm-hmm. and like probably when i was probably about 20 ish to probably like 30 or so that's when that the the people were running around saying no homo all the time and shit like it was in rap every rap song yeah, just about slowly like, started to fade away but it it recently started to kind of where people be like hey you know duh, 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 duh. and i think it's as the generation above us started getting older and more accepting people's like that's not cool and people started getting woke and then finding the right words and all this language started coming out and people started learning this language we go, that ain't cool it's never been cool but it, people can publicly let you know it ain't cool yeah uh rich also says the level of action is how can people threaten that woman's life i would bet that most of the people that are fighting online about gail king never even bothered to watch the entire interview yeah right. and my i've noticed also people kind of cherry pick the facts that they want to talk about when it comes to it and mm-hmm. um i think this thing with uh people like people go well everybody saw it and they immediately got offended i'm like no what you're referring to is everyone saw the clip on twitter and got offended correct that that interview had been out a couple of days mm-hmm. and somehow people were able to watch the entirety of that interview and not find the level of offense and then people go that's sorry you know she talking about she was mad at the clip too and that's bullshit and i'm like no i understand why she would think it's just the way it was clipped yes because this piece had been sitting out there on one of the most watched tv shows in america for two days before people got mad after seeing it in a tweet so right she was like y'all took shit out of context yes i am upset yeah i can see how she felt that way i you know i and i like i said i still I, i don't feel like anything's really changed about the way i feel i've listened to so many podcasts discuss it over the last few days and while i while i empathize and understand like everybody's like anger and all this type of stuff man the main thing i'm taking away from it is um i understand if people just felt it was in bad taste i understand the people were like well why'd you ask lisa leslie why'd you ask a black woman why she got an answer for this shit why ask a follow-up question uh basically like no matter what your answer was just now how would you know like how could you even have known or something like i get it i really do but i just feel like the level of outrage got completely uh out of control and you know i'm glad snoop apologized for real the second time and everything but 
i just think that's something for a lot of people they're not gonna be able to let go and move on from Mm-mm. um even with him apologizing people gonna you know well i say that but i don't know people may let the shit go too i mean they uh as firestarter said on their podcast and and it really reminded me when we talked about it on our show i remember when snoop called iggy azalea cut and nobody cared nobody i remember talking about that on the show and being like well this is fucked up and right if it was anyone but iggy azalea you see all these woke people that are laughing I'm highly upset they would be like fuck this shit da 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 and you know and i think that's what snoop was really banking on without thinking about it. i don't think he really sat down and calculated it but he was really banking on the fact that when people don't like a woman they really don't care what you say or do to her right and so he assumed enough people didn't like gail that he could call her out of her name and all that shit and 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 people would just let it slide and many people did you know many or i i listened to uh like i said a 10 minute segment on um roland martin's uh t uh show and i mean i just listened to basically three out of four black people rationalize it and minimize minimize it not a single person seemed to really defend gail and they basically were on some like well he didn't need to say bitch but i agree with everything up until that point and so i'm like yes the people are not able to kind of see both sides on this and it's also another reason that i'm glad when we talked about triple x temptation dying i wasn't just like fuck him burn him at the stake i was right. like yeah i like this is this shit is hits different when you when you fucking care about the person i don't know this dude so i don't care about him so i don't have to do this you know so it, it's not affecting me but Correct. you know people felt like they knew kobe and they wanted it to be different for him mm-hmm. you know and i've heard everybody you know everything's everyone's kind of sanitized his image into like he didn't even um like he basically was framed for rape you know at this point like it's i don't know it's a complicated thing i was thinking about writing about it but i don't know if i'm going to because i I really don't know if my thoughts are streamlined enough yet but you know it just made me think about you know how being a straight black man you are a monster to people and then some people it's like as a response to the monsterization of you they will defend you to the death because they love you correct but then even if you do something monstrous they'll they'll defend you but then we've taken it so far to be like now you're infallible right so now we understand you and we have more sympathy for you but almost to a point where you're not human you're, you're like you're dehumanized by the people that think you're a monster from birth but you're also dehumanized by people that think you know you can do no wrong and any wrong you do is justified and i I just don't know what to do with that because regardless of the consequences yeah because i i I think accountability is love too yes it is and i don't think uh the the like because emmett till happened doesn't mean that for the rest of our lives there'll never be a black man who's a rapist you know it doesn't mean that for the rest of my life any man who's accused of rape who's black i have to immediately come to his defense somehow but there are people that feel that way Mm -hmm. and that's how they treat it and even when the victim is a black woman even when um you know someone like like i said i I heard people say stuff like you know they couldn't understand how gail could ask that question you know fuck her she's terrible and then in the same light when snoop was calling her a bitch they would be like i understand where you're coming from i mean it's snoop you gotta understand and i'm like well she's a she's a journalist 
and we have to quote unquote understand too right no we don't we don't have to understand she should have did more research and known not to even ask that question but i'm like to me i i think that that allowance should have to go both ways you know it's just weird that it doesn't you oh, know no, no. It, it 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 doesn't and it's very very both extremes are very frustrating most people are in the middle but like everything else online you have the two extremes that are the fucking loudest and are the most sometimes goddamn most ridiculous on both ends because it's one of them things we go no they're not a monster and they don't need to die and burn in hell then at the end, other side you got to be like well they have to be accountable at some period of time because this is actually affecting the community and you do know it's more than just straight black men it is fucking in the black community it's other groups of people too that are being damaged by this group of people but because everybody's like save the black man no matter fucking what is be damned everybody else yeah it's, it's, and i understand because as black men you do feel like we feel like we're under attack from a lot of people uh constantly you know and what happens i think is we then try to marshal this response of well then um anyone trying to hold us accountable or saying we can do better is also an attack correct and once we can retreat into that i feel like just like with white people and white privilege and shit that like once we can retreat into we're the victim here in any situation no matter what the outcome no matter what the actions leading up to it there is no level of uh there's no level of like reality or nuance that can even be approached you know and it's you know uh i try to do what i can with our platform i try to do what i can with you know my pro to myself accountable and and whatnot i try to do what i can i'm not perfect and i you know and i and i'm sure that you know no matter what i'm still a dude there's gonna be people pissed no matter what i do just existing but you know there has to be something between protect me these white people are coming for for me all the time and don't hold me accountable there has to be something between those two yes because it just seems like to me that's that's not real to to be able to victimize people and then hide behind okay but i'm a victim as well yes you are a victim as well yes you do experience discrimination and yes they you know it very much feels like white people would love to exterminate us you know i absolutely feel that Mm -hmm. but i don't know this stuff with kobe really made me think about how because i could see it coming and it just once people started basically sanitizing it to he was just like set up by this random white girl who just you know like call rate for no reason and all this shit right i i you know i've read the 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 some of the evidentiary stuff and whatnot and i just don't know how anyone can feel like they know for a fact what happened in that room you know and i hate to make it graphic or anything so trigger warning here if you if you need to move on it's cool but i mean we're talking about you know blood being involved um we're talking about both of them agreeing that she said no at some point we're talking about him lying and saying they never had sex you know to the police um we're talking about um uh her saying that uh uh he held her in the room against her will and then coming out later and saying she lied about that part she only said that so that the police will believe her 
and she apologized for it and she also said she lied about why she was late to work or something like that like she said her car was broke down but really she just overslept or something so like anyone that can read those facts and tell me i know exactly what happened in that room i feel like like that's crazy like no one really knows for sure and i think when you like somebody you just don't want to think they would be capable of anything bad and it's turned the discussion into like one of it's an attack on black men and they start throwing bill cosby and 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 all these people into it and it's so weird because you know it's in defense of uh you know snoop's emotionality it's you know it's in defense of like but we have to understand he was upset you know to which i'm like so because he was upset he could basically call this black woman out of her name in the name of kobe Bryant, who we know would never do some shit like like that you know who, who literally act like ever since colorado was acting the opposite of that you know a dude that once called a ref a homophobic slur and then not only corrected himself and apologized but then started campaigning against homophobia you know like i I just it just don't seem like people really doing this about kobe they're just doing it about themselves and the fragile facade of a memory they would like to have of a man who was perfect and that just doesn't do anyone uh that does everyone a disservice right and the kobe that we praise now something had to happen for a shift in the change and people act like it would be fucking ridiculous if somebody told the story and was like oh the end and everything was good but they didn't go through no tragedy there was no heartache no pain no nothing it was like he was doing fine and then he's well well then something i mean then at the end of the story he was this great person okay something had to happen something had to be a catapult or a catalyst to um make that shift and make that change and people want to skip over the rape because the rape accusations don't look pretty and it don't look good like like if i talk about this all of a sudden i have to admit that he was flawed all of a sudden i have to admit that he wasn't perfect all of a sudden i had i will have to admit these things and that's fine that's fine but people don't want to admit that so people act like well he was just this great perfect person but what caused him to be the man that we praise today and like i said i'm not i'm not even saying he did it i'm saying i know enough to say i don't fucking know every anyone that can read all that shit and be like i know exactly what happened i know what i think i know what i hope but i don't fucking know and sometimes you need to leave shit at that you know and so to me it's like her asking that question wasn't so offensive to me even though i understand people that may have felt offended but i definitely didn't feel like she needed to be castigated or taken down or whatever for it you know and and i've and some black men that i really truly respect have stepped up and spoken out not only in defense of gail but about accountability and it's funny to watch people that have lionized some of these black male figures in our culture now disregard everything they're saying you know we're talking about kareem abdul jabbar we're talking about michael eric dyson we're talking about ta-nehisi coates people respect ta-nehisi coates but as soon as he said like this was this was fucked up to do to gail king it was uh, crickets like oh nah nah this nigga don't know what he's talking about not fuck that like and and i and i get it because i i understand that 
as black men sometimes you feel we feel like man we not getting why aren't our emotions respected why aren't this but like dog we our emotions are respected all the time what we think happens all the time the fact that we're not quote unquote canceling snoop dog and no one was threatening him nothing's gonna happen to him career-wise is literally showing a sign of respecting his emotions the fact that people immediately went to well he was just upset that that's that's the thing that's that's the privilege that's what's allowed to us that's not allowed to people within the race at other times like there's no respecting this person's emotions you know and it's to i'll I'll just i'll move on but i'll juxtapose it with this if um what what i see Dwayne wade doing with his daughter zaya and how much respect people that typically do not have a lot of respect for trans people uh trans lives or lgbtq issues and they and they talk about it in either like jokes or they talk about it and downplay it or whatever the the fact that Dwayne wade is boldly standing up being like i don't know everything either i don't have all the terminology this is what i'm learning but i know i'm a parent who loves their child and this and i'm putting that out there first and foremost and i'm gonna love honor and respect my child because that's what the fuck matters the amount of people i'm watching soften because this man that was an icon of 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 masculinity and basketball because he's out front to me that's what i think more brothers are capable of doing and so to see you know somebody do what snoop did in the same week to see somebody do what Dwayne wade did to me those are like equal and opposite examples of like like when we talk about toxic masculinity that's that toxic shit you know those are equal and opposite because he you can't say Dwayne wade is affecting the culture and give him all the credit and all that stuff and say and how positive it is and then say snoop has no impact on the culture you know what i mean like both of these talented very famous men stood up for something in different ways and to and we know there's a lot more people like snoop than there are like Dwayne wade let's keep it real so i feel like that that's kind of where i'm at where it's like all these different causes and agendas are just kind of aligning to show like you know this huge conflict within blackness and specifically in this case black straight men yeah yeah and 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 it could be kind of uh frustrating because the reality the only reason why you're quote unquote respecting uh d-way's daughter is because he's a straight black man and do 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 the patriarchy is like oh i'm respecting this woman in conjunction to this man not that i would respect Dwayne Wade's daughter by herself no i don't i don't respect that at all right for right. some of them like i don't respect even that if all. it was even if it was gabby right right i, I don't respect right. that i only respect and i am only tolerant of it because if it was it was Dwayne way which means his voice matters and nobody else's voice in that house actually doesn't even though he gives his wife credit mm-hmm. for actually pushing him in the right direction he gives his wife praise and a lot of black men do but a lot of times black men don't respect black men that actually praise their wives and shit like that they just want to hear whatever your opinion is regardless of how you were influenced by females around you or or women around you that that's irrelevant it's you got a penis i'll listen to you i really don't care about anything else and i will respect everything else in your household because it's quote-unquote protected and connected to you as a black, black male 
yeah um you know like someone said oh wow we're calling snoop a, a black woman hater now what about when he spoke at nipsey hustle's funeral about black love and i was like you do realize everybody that was quote unquote wanting to protect nipsey hustle's um you know uh the mother his child and the the loved ones he left behind only did so because they were then thinking of her as this person attached to him right this was not an honorific they had for this woman before Mm-mm. he passed Mm-mm. and you know and if they would have had honor for her it was as an extension of him it's not the same as respecting her on her own it's right. not the same and i'm not saying it to belittle somebody i'm saying we should think about that we should think about how we frame shit as being like you know like what snoop really does love black women look what he said about nipsey hustle's you know essentially widow it's like that's not really the same if he would you know because he doesn't see gail king as an attachment to some man so she's not protecting he can talk about her any way she wants right you know so i i don't know i you know i know we're never probably never black men are never going to do that work and i i you know i understand to a certain extent because um when people are legitimately experiencing some level of oppression and then they're being gaslit and they feel like they're being attacked on all sides it's easier to retreat into you know this myopia of like no 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 we're right everyone else is wrong you know we under attack i I can't do anything better you you guys need to leave me alone and I, i you know sadly that's what i see dudes doing a lot and you know that woe is me shit um it ain't gonna fix nothing you know it ain't gonna change nothing it's not gonna help anything and you know and we're aided by a lot of people that care about us right you know the i was thinking you know about the monster analogy thing it's like you're born into this world and people consider you a monster you don't even know why you know when you're a young black boy and you you have this the people that believe you're not a monster because they know you're not a monster are the people who you know you came from their womb so they know you're not a monster you know what i mean like they they can't ever believe you could be one because they know for a fact where you came from and that that feels like you know we're not returning that because even if i would have felt like man this this girl king cushion i did not like it i wish she hadn't did it i still can't see the level of vitriol and disrespect towards her being reasonable you know what i mean like it just didn't feel reasonable to me and to piggyback on this before we move on also it's one of those things where uh when it comes to guess black men that guess in totality there are some men that have been pushed by other women and men and the requirement has been placed upon them to be better and do better mm-hmm. and seem like for some black men when the requirement is like hey doll you have got to do better it's a rejection to the requirement that the bar is raised and the thing about little girl and women our requirement on us has always been very very high the standard on black women has been extremely high that's why we're the most educated that's why we're starting our own businesses that you know and all that shit the the requirement is high Mm -hmm. and so you know when women are like hey dog like the requirement on me being high you need to fucking man up and and actually do better 
and instead of them going okay i'll do better you know it's nope you bitch you got to bring your standards down the fuck i got to that doesn't make sense to me well and then also i i do think it's that thing i, I don't know if i ever read it on the show man i may i'll try to remember next week but it's that thing i talked about with that comedian that wrote about how social media makes it where it's better to say shit in a in a fucked up way than to say things as, as a truth and yeah, you haven't read it yeah i want you to yeah read it and that. and and this reminds me of one of the reasons that black men straight black men anyway may specifically feel hated on social media and complete that cycle you know and why people feel hated by straight black men and then they repeat that cycle you know because then you'll see people say this all the time and they think it's funny and i don't even really laugh at it anymore i'm not saying it's not funny but i don't even really laugh at it anymore because it says more about us online than anything else they do this thing where they go uh well i know because all i do is shit on men all day y'all probably think i i I ain't got no man i'm sitting here and it's like a picture of somebody like hugged up with a with a boyfriend and on her phone or something like that it's like you know this me at home like you know hating on black men or something and i know it's funny you know what i'm saying i get it um and same thing you know i've seen it the other way too black men shit no all i do is talk about these bitches but this mean with my family or some shit like that and it's like haha yeah that that don't yeah, yeah right right don't mean nothing. you know I, I and i know i'm a bit sensitive about the gender divide and all that stuff within the black community i get it but the point is the real life of people doesn't even really reflect the way they want to come across online correct and that says something about the whole conversation online and why it is fucked up because if we're coming at it from a place of let me speak in absolutes let me call you the worst thing ever let me shit on you all the time but then in real life it's like no i'm around you i love you all the men in my life that are you know there's a lot more men in my life that are doing good than bad there's a lot more men in my life who've contributed to help me get to where i am and da 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 then it's like but when i log in i gotta be different you know i gotta like i gotta do what i gotta do for social media and vice versa i know there are black men that we in real life go this person knows what love is shows love and treats women good Mm -hmm. blah blah treat you know and then we'll see then they but they get online or they get around other dudes and they start fronting the story and i think that impulse to present an image online of what people think is cool and shit whether it's via the culture of like our music and all this type of shit i just think it's is like it's really is really leading to stuff like this this is why stuff like this blows up because we spend so much time being like you know like kind of trying to match tit for tat you know and this isn't a because it's equal on both sides no i think you know black men we have a whole fucking musical and cultural influence of shitting on black women it has been that way for most of my life anyway you know the guy you know to listen to the guy who made bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks talk about some respect is you know the fact that that's not ironic to everybody is weird to me you know but anyway that that's a huge tangent uh <laughs> the poll was badu scented badu vagina scented candles great idea or the world isn't ready the world isn't ready 87 percent of the audience agrees with karen the world isn't ready 13 percent think it's a great idea um yeah i was listening to mr span's podcast he had two dudes on there and they brought up this topic and all the dudes wanted it and i said that's why we know the world isn't ready <laughs> 
monique says uh kim doc says my barber is great he's a 50 year old man that wears nike boots and bucket hats and is in a go-go band a as maryland as it can be we've come to really share a bond of empathy for each other i don't have many black male friends but i like to think he's one he certainly knows more about me than most people since he sees me every two and a half weeks as a woman i try my best to establish healthy boundaries when i go in there and he respects that i can't say the same for the customers that hang out in the shop without getting a haircut uh i always end up asking him how long certain guys have been sitting in the barber chair he says oh that nigga been here all day and he'll be here tomorrow too that's just how it is i've been in the chair and heard him talking about the death of his homeboy's father he started crying while cutting my hair i told him about nemo passing away and he was devastated for me he restores so much of my fleeting faith in black men he's also seen me through some shit i'm glad i chose him and didn't have to look too far that's dope mm-hmm you know people make jokes about it or whatever kind of you know offhandedly bring it up and i'm not saying it's the same but I, that's why people talk about the barber being the therapist for black men almost mm-hmm. not saying it's the same Mm-mm. but you know what i mean guys lakita says uh per the poll i if goop can do it why not badu they're both what's referred to as crunchy i personally will not <laughs> i personally will not be purchasing either but there's a market for damn near everything so more power to seven and puma's mama i feel you on that i just Mm -hmm. don't think the world can handle this type of Mm -mm. you know this is like you know putting opioids out on the street uh Mm -mm. were you cool with that too since scoop does it it? it's gonna be a lot more children children with them names out there Mm mm-hmm uh he moonwalks so blacks could run this episode black, <laughs> black people could run this episode 2041 we only got one comment star bar says hey queen karen how the heck did you fall through the ceiling oh <laughs> this i may have told this story before but this i was a i was a little kid and uh my mama she lives in the same house she got one of them old school houses uh now nowadays um a lot of houses don't have attics and once it do, a lot of them are insulated now. But my mama's uh, ceiling, well, it's insulated now because I fell through it. But prior to that, um, if you don't like me, didn't know a goddamn thing about an attic. My mama, she told me, she said, Karen, I want you to go upstairs and I want you to get a suitcase uh, for me. But what she didn't tell me was that whenever you go to an attic, for those of you that don't know, because I found that there's a lot of adults that don't know this either, you have to walk on the wooden planks. Because if you don't walk on the wooden planks, it's a bunch of pink itchy sticky shit there called installation and so i went up to the attic and you know climbed a ladder went up to the attic and the suitcase was literally right in front of me and so i didn't know i had to walk to the planks to get to it i literally just walked straight in front of me oh it's called fiberglass i i just caught some some itchy shit because it, it itches like hell i just seen the uh pink fiberglass and i didn't know i couldn't walk on it i didn't know there wasn't wasn't enough something there to hold my weight so I'm a kid. So I walk straight across, and when I walk straight across, I I was fine. The next thing I know, I look down and I seen the floor below me, and I I like stood up in the air for like it felt like forever, but it's probably like a few seconds. Next thing I know, I went through the hole, and when I went through the hole, it was uh, fiberglass everywhere. It was ceiling shit everywhere. Everything was all on the ground, and I just happened to um catch the edge of the ceiling where i didn't fall completely to the floor so when i went down i just happened to catch it so i didn't like it wasn't like a straight drop down to the floor 
and it was so, like a delay drop right so so i went down and then i caught the ceiling so when i caught the ceiling i was actually hanging mm. like ha- like hanging from the ceiling and so i never forget this so because it, it made a lot of noise and my mama uh was taking a bath and so uh my two little cousins was there and so they picked around the corner and uh my mama she was like what's that noise what's going on what that that she fussing and my cousins peeked around the corner because they they see me and it was like oh grandma she was like what it was like cakey that's what they my family called me cakey oh grandma cakey hanging from the ceiling she was like what that was like grandma cakey hanging from the ceiling my cakey i made a big hole in your ceiling and so uh my mama old school now so you know, as a kid, you don't really think about the cost associated nothing like that. I end up, I end up getting a spanking, which I defend myself. I shouldn't have got to ask them for that because you should have gave me better instructions. But anyway, <laughs> that's that's one ass whooping I, I reject. <laughs> now that's some of them. I was doing some shit I ain't had no business doing, but that right there, give your kids specific instructions. So if they fucked up, you could be like, I told you to do it this way. Don't assume I'm the type of kid. Don't assume I know. Talk to me like I'm stupid because the instructions that you skip over be the shit I do and then you get mad. No, you know, don't be mad at your kids because of that. But anyway, um, after that, she ended up having to uh, get the ceiling fixed and everything. But yeah, that pink fiberglass shit, don't hunt. kids don't rub down on your skin. It's like crazy. Falling from the ceiling and getting that pink fiberglass on you seem like it should have been its own punishment. <laughs> what? I don't really see why whippings needed in that case. Yes. The yeah, and it wasn't a bad whip because I think she fell back because I fell through the ceiling. But it was just the fact that I was like, look, I, I was like, I did not know that the ceiling was gonna give. How was I? I don't own the house. How was I supposed to know? Yep. Uh, can't even take a shower. No. <laughs> right. 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 Can't. <laughs> poor parents can't even take a shower in peace i as an adult um yeah i know we chose not to have kids but i'm like oh my gosh i was a mess as a child and i was like oh my gosh i asked my mama uh sometimes like mama how did you make it because i was an expensive kid i was tan shit up and falling off porches and shit i was like the fuck is wrong with me yeah sometimes i think in a case like that parents like will whoop some whoop a kid for because they were scared yeah like, I don't more like, frightened yes you know it's just you know how it is it was, got levels to all this shit anyway the poll mad scared like they have these emotions instead of them kind of filtering through them they lash out yeah uh do you kill bugs in your house is the poll yes they don't pay rent they have to go or no all of god's beautiful creatures deserve to live in my nasty ass house karen oh they got to go okay karen says yes they don't pay rent they have to go 95 percent of our audience agrees five percent of our audience says no all of god's beautiful creatures deserve to live in my nasty ass house Mm-mm. uh let's see monique says love the discussion about northam in virginia i'm glad at least some things are coming out of the history of blackface still can't believe that was in medical school yearbook but who am i kidding Dostak says i have always hated bugs so i take in particular prejudice to any six-legged squatter in my home you got six legs you best put it in on this rent oh you can't well welcome to my shoe i hate bugs look at the spiders like the cia i shouldn't like like you <laughs> but you're the enemy of my six leg enemy please kill them eve says when i read this bitch has roaches in her cribs i got ptsd flashbacks when i was a kid i stayed at a relative's house and it was absolutely infested there were roaches everywhere if you pulled the covers back 
there were several roaches on the bed they were swimming <gasps> in toilets backstroking even <laughs> if you say it's like mike's apartment if you stay at the couch on the couch you'd hear a loud crunch oh <gasps> yuck uh once my um cousin sprayed some ray and instead of them scurrying away they covered the wall uh they came out to eat i was like it was like a scene from a horror movie once we were playing cards and one crawled up my leg and i screamed they had the nerve to say to me that i act like i ain't never seen a roach before and i replied not this many at once i got smacked nigga i <laughs> i went oh thing i'm sorry i didn't mean to laugh at you getting smacked but that's not black people do they like what I went through the same thing in my um at my aunt's uh apartment man yeah like, they ain't like you offended like i was really like like it was reverse world i'm like how y'all niggas not scared right y'all like y'all way too comfortable with the idea that roaches are just popping out of everywhere like what the fuck they was just cool with it i i did not understand i i still to this day i'm creeped out i never i don't think i ever fell asleep there like i stayed over my mom made us stay overnight and i feel like i stayed up the whole night just in like they tried to turn out the lights and go to sleep i'm like nope don't turn the lights off so i don't think even the roaches out right, come on i don't think keeping them away like i slept in the top bunk with the lights on like and still scared couldn't even sleep Mm-mm. um let's see i got smacked i barely slept the whole week because i was scared one would crawl in my ear i went to the bathroom one night and they just stared at me i could have sworn one of them said nigga what you want i <laughs> i have never been so traumatized in my life to this day i don't understand how people can live like that so i see if i see any bug i will kill the fuck out of them mm-hmm. like i can't even use the bathroom in a house like that i can't i can't do it uh episode 2042 respectability kaepernick uh suits was the title um and we ended up with uh three comments on this episode uh let's get to them um so we got one uh this is from anonymous lol hello rider care regarding the std testing at urgent care another option for people is the health department they offer free anonymous hiv and if needed std testing yeah. it is often available from monday to friday uh i guess um uh nine to five on a monday to friday basis or something says mm-hmm. uh when i was single i often use this option although i practice safe sex i'm very ocd about my health so i would get this done every six months although i was rarely sexually active and sometimes happened upon some sex lol and yes planned parenthood has always offered free std and hiv testing and also birth control this was especially useful as a broke college student with no money and no insurance come on this was pre-affordable health care act aka obamacare where students can remain on their parents health insurance uh i have never gone to my pc pcp or uh gyn for testing and honestly never second guess my reasoning but perhaps it was due to guilt or shame but for me it was like it was for the walk in offer uh rather than uh having to wait for an appointment explain why this was all preventative testing meaning no symptoms just wanted to make sure everything was fine but they do offer options if you are indeed positive with low cost of free medic medicine and none of this would go on your insurance or health record if people are worried about that thank you mm-hmm. another resource brooklyn shoe Bay. in terms of bloomberg's comments are we surprised white people in bernie stands at my job was shocked and outraged i shrugged like how you did how did you not know i I really was i was surprised by how viral all that shit went i really didn't know people didn't know that right and remember i talked about that i was like 
is it because i don't know if it's because of social media but because we know people that live in the area it's like normally he's one of the most famous mayors literally in the world how did nobody not know this he apologized for stopping frisk start to start his campaign they didn't care like i just don't know how this i thought this was the unknown known and i think what really shook everything up was that polls started showing that black people were willing to vote for him and then everybody got to be like we have to educate these black people about this nigga's history because clearly that's the only way they could be considering voting for him right because they don't know but i i'm going to say something i'm not a hundred percent sure that these black people don't know and i think that's a kind of a dangerous assumption because i'm from the south and i know um i feel like if i talk to my parents they know so i don't necessarily but, think it's that black people don't know i guess but, i think what's happening is that some of these black people are seeing these fucking commercials oh okay and they they post it everywhere right well, well hold up that's not it they're seeing these commercials and the commercials are good they are i don't know if people have watched any of these ads mm-hmm. the commercials are fucking good and so you got people seeing these commercials and being like i don't really care he was a republican i don't really care he did stop and frisk i don't really care about any of that shit every time i see a commercial he talking about helping black people and saying fuck trump he came towards us and most of and most black people and i i, I for, uh this is probably i haven't covered this in fucking with black people yet but most black people hate trump correct more than anything else that's why that's why i think it's kind of stupid when people like you can't run on hate just fuck trump yes you can you can you can because that enough people feel that way now maybe you want to do more than that that's cool but i think democrats are kind of um talking themselves out of the obvious because they're just like it can't be the easy way it's gotta the easy way is apparently working for people like bloomberg because he his real message of his campaign is fuck trump come on fuck that nigga you know all these apologies and shit people don't really one no one's gonna accept them Mm-mm. and two people don't really care and then he's bought a lot of goodwill with like his mayor program and his dollars and you know he's, all these ads he has all over the place on podcasts and radio mm-hmm. and shit dude knows what he's doing man like and i don't mean knows what he's doing like wow what a what, he's so good at what he's doing i'm saying like he knows exactly how to market himself specifically in a way that will make people be like yeah i really don't give a fuck i'm gonna vote for him so that that's why he's dangerous and people are like well it's because other politicians haven't done enough to build inroads to black people man i don't even know it's that it's it's literally just if you, no one's talking shit about trump the way that this dude is doing it. no he's no they're not his ad got bars man he's i mean he calling this nigga like broke and all kinds of shit like i like i said i'm not trying to i'm not doing this as some type of support for him Mm-mm. uh until he pays for some ads on this podcast you'll never see you'll never hear it uh but uh i understand why why niggas is like eh, yeah i, I know stopping frizz is terrible um anyway uh this motherfucker said fuck trump in his ad and i, I like that anyway uh the dnc let him cook for bernie uh i don't know how the dnc let him cook for bernie sanders they're not democrats and apparently bloomberg has supporters how why get him out of here i'm so pissed he tried to break the unions in new york that that alone should make him uh ineligible to run under the democrat banner i totally understand man you know but the same way that bernie could just change his affiliation and run as democrat 
so can bloomberg what's funny is listening to bernie people uh be upset that this guy is coming from outside of the party spending a whole lot of money and buying his way into it because it's like pot yeah look at kettle. I, huh say pot look at kettle y'all both outsiders well well no i i was gonna say yeah i do understand the difference between someone spending their own money and someone spending money that they got from mostly small donations that's not i'm not saying that's the same at all Mm -mm. but the idea that how dare he come into this thing that he's not a part of and suddenly wants to be in charge of it now that is spider-man spider-man Kyle says regarding the bloomberg revelation we been new all this pearl clutching from white folks is literally insulting it seems like we're now seeing many of the how of the far left and people who won't commit to voting blue no matter who uses their justification to sit out if their guy's not in the general saying things like there's no actual difference between trump and bloomberg like we don't already know old rich white men are for the most part all cut from the same cloth yeah one thing i would throw in there too that's interesting is um the people that are saying um well if they will let bloomberg run if bernie doesn't win i'm not voting i mean they've been saying they were going to say that no matter what yes they were I, i've you know i've been listening to a couple podcasts that are like big bernie supporters and shit and i mean the whole time they've just been preparing for this moment of bernie or bust it's like it's always any misstep any other candidate does in any small incremental direction they immediately go into the and that's why i can never vote for him that's why bernie is the only choice and if he doesn't make it then fuck it you know yep so it was coming to this anyway they you can like you you know just don't be i don't buy i don't take people for their face value with some of this shit because their actions are totally different than what they're talking about the one thing i'll give him is that bloomberg does not does seem to be sincere about climate change and gun reform so that's a start at the end of the day despite having little faith in our government as a whole i do have some faith in the 2018 house of representatives that year it got a lot darker and more female assuming it stays that way ain't no way in hell auntie maxine the squad and them are gonna let bloomberg slide with anything that the that even smells remotely close to stop and frisk type policy i have to believe they'd be on his ass uh if slash when he even considers doing something harmful to the base of the party yeah that's i just feel like we're a very long way away from any of us needing to entertain the idea of him being president agreed because within this scenario that would mean he became president somehow and i just don't see it happening Mm -mm. at this point he seems to be the only one who really care scares trump and makes white liberals comfortable uh as as messed up as that thinking is i feel like that has to be taken into account i think i have a take what you can get type feeling on the entire presidency obama or anyone remotely close to that ain't coming back i would however hope whoever gets the nomination brings on kamala stacy abrams to help boost their presence in the national stage y'all yeah, saw somebody floating i don't know if it was real i just saw a headline of an article that said something like bloomberg considered hillary clinton for vice president and i just started laughing right <laughs> appreciate you all taking the time to read just needed to get some thoughts out have a great weekend keep up the great work okay thanks kyle mm-hmm. and yeah i like real talk man i i just feel like we're way too early to be worried about if he's gonna be president or not i'm not doing it he only got no delegates yeah like let's can he win a state first before we do this come on um have you ever taken an std test yes or no yes oh wait actually yes or not yet and i never will um zero percent said they never will so that's good we got some smart people out there protect yourselves love yourself 17 percent have not taken one yet 
and 83 percent say yes they have taken one mm-hmm. so good i'm glad it's a majority a vast majority yeah because i know for men don't have to do this <coughs> I know for women you know they for insurance they make you do their, your annual and, and also i think for a lot of women because the way we made we're constantly got to go to the doctor for shit you got to get your mammogram done you got to get your your annual done your, your bone this is the test like every time you turn around it's, it's something you got to go in there for so uh for me i'm like test me for everything they be like everything i be like everything mm-hmm. um i'd rather know than not know we did get a couple of voicemails from allegra i believe hello you two this is allegra um it's been a minute, although I feel like I talk to you guys every day when I'm talking to you whilst I'm listening to the podcast. Anyway, let me get straight to the point because I know this bitch will cut me off. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a little kind, so I'm listening to the episode Go to Church and Leave Me Alone. And you're talking about Nancy Pelosi and how people um, have an issue with her on both sides. And it just made me think of this episode that I just started um this episode of through line which is an npr podcast really good um historical podcast um and the episode that i just got listening to is she got next and they are basically um talking about picking out three women in particular that have run for, for president in the past and one of them with whose name i can't remember right now um, she was kind of, kind of back in like the 20s and 30s, I think. But anyway, um, she was doing this thing, or rather 40s. She was doing this thing of um, putting forth a per- specific persona because she didn't want to be seen as ambitious. The worst thing in the world was for a woman to be ambitious. And that made me think, uh, you guys talking about how people see Pelosi made me think of that because Pelosi was kind of like, fuck that. I'm, I am ambitious and here's why. And, you know, y'all gonna deal with it. So, um, I feel like with history being as it is and the way that we kind of ignore things historically and per- uh, perpetuate, um, those things, you know, history repeats itself if you don't, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's no surprise to me that people have a visceral reaction towards um she got cut off so i gotta wait for the second <clears throat> message to load and i'll play that mm-hmm. um but yeah it's a lot oh it's, it's about to start Hi, later again i'm such a dork i did exactly what i said i wasn't gonna do <laughs> i just basically want to wrap up and say that um i'm not surprised that people have an issue with pelosi who is outwardly ambitious but also um good and bad as people are we're all human so i have no issues with her personally but i see the historical um attitude towards women playing out here when people look at pelosi and see the way that she lives her life and runs um her business that's all of course love you guys as usual and um hopefully i will talk to you soon bye thank you yeah and for me it's so weird because chuck the senate has done way worse under uh chuck schumer than the house under um nancy pelosi but he does not catch nearly the same amount of grief and i think it's very telling and i and like i said no one thinks they're a misogynist Mm -hmm. 
but we all agree misogyny exists and right because of that is you know i can't take people serious you know and especially people that are super left and just like fucking hate her i'm always like how good of an understanding of the position do you have and how much of you is just flexing for social media because if you understand the position as a mean and not as a outlier then i think you'll be able to follow her maneuvering a little bit better you know well she's a little too conservative for me right because she's governing the entire fucking country of democrats not just what how nancy pelosi feels and i'm the queen and i do what i want no and she's fought trump on many things but she can't fight him on every fucking thing because some of those things are issues that also affect the democrats within this country and affect democratic constituents within this country right and she can't afford to lose uh all these seats because people feel a certain way on twitter she just can't you know and if she did that it would be disastrous and i really feel like not enough credit is being or attention is being paid to the fact that she's really keeping this country from the brink to a certain extent she is and and for no credit obviously because we don't give women credit for that kind of shit um so i do find i think she's gonna be one of those people like gloria allred when she retires or someone puts out the documentary on her life and we get or she you know the memoir or whatever we get the thinking behind her decisions people will then transform the narrative into how powerful and great she was and you know while i didn't agree with her all the time i was glad she was you know it's it's like kobe dying and the haters all of a sudden come out and talk about how much respect they have that's kind of how i feel people are going to do pelosi uh that's my guess and you know i'm just trying to do it now i'm just trying to skip the middleman and be like no I, I i respect her intellect i think she's savvy i think she's smart and i think also she understands the position and that she's not here to be you know like your friend let me let like- me give you another one more example and i know this is a senator not a um house uh why do y'all think bernie sanders can't build coalition right like there's a reason right he's the most left uh, uh the most left democrat senator of uh, not even democrat independent senator he's the most left senator in the country there's a reason he doesn't have coalition there's a reason he doesn't pass laws because the country isn't left isn't that left correct and no one wants to hear this shit because it's like oh we polled 12 people and they said like eight of them said they cool with this yeah the poll is different than the fucking governing that's it's just different you know like one of these is gonna have real effects and so yes we all of us can poll we don't want war we want to shut it down okay well our military is definitely the biggest employer in this country we don't really have the wherewithal to shut that shit down on a minute's notice or whatever right. um and we really don't have a, a plan for what the fuck happens when these motherfuckers ain't got jobs right you know and i'm not this is not this is not a defense of the, of the complex it's simply me saying the issue is complex you know and the same thing with the healthcare industry let's just go to a single player fuck 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 healthcare for profit in every single way that should not be healthcare for profit that's cool who's like what are we gonna do about all these fucking people now who are gonna either not get paid or get paid way fucking less in a field where they've taken on tremendous amounts of debt to typically do what they do this is not me saying that i want to take you know that i'm defending the healthcare complex this is me saying the issue is complex this is that's the point and so there's certain things that are very black and white and simple in theory on twitter and shit 
and and we can bang on these politicians from our keyboards like like we figured it out it's so easy right but you ain't got the job right well not just you don't got the job but if you had the job you'd have to deal with the blame you'd have to deal with the fallout right you have to deal with the consequences of your choices and that's the part people don't like talking about it's why so many of these woke motherfuckers turned on barack obama was because they literally thought this dude was just gonna be you know making all these decisions and there were gonna be no consequences because we like this guy no now he's the guy you like that has the job the job means consequences there's nothing he can do that won't have some consequences somewhere and some of these consequences when you have them laid out before you from a panel of fucking experts and all the people you pay to advise you and your cabinet people some of these things are not easy choices or even necessarily bad choices like some of you it might be two bad choices and not a good choice you know like not all this stuff is just so like you know um so this or that and i think that's what happens with with a lot of the commentary around like a nancy pelosi around politics around the presidential nominations and election everything's just very black and white and i don't want to i don't want to do that i'm not participating in that foolishness it's stupid yeah i just don't want to do that that's not me and that's never gonna be me so you know i i get that some some issues may be feel more black and whitish to me but this idea just you know i'm the smartest person in the world for my keyboard is bullshit that's not true you if you were if, if you were to be able to say we're cutting all the funding for um you know for for any military budgets blah 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 cool 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 sounds great if you're out of office and uh two-thirds of the democrats are out of office next year then what the fuck is our country because they're gonna just increase the budget right back so that people and people gonna change that people that were like kind of on some i don't know maybe i'm I'm, you know or i fuck with the democrats they not gonna give a fuck when they ain't got a job they gonna change completely to whoever promises that's you know low-key that's what happened with some of these fucking states with these like coal jobs and shit while we're sitting around being like these motherfuckers stupid they're gonna die in a coal mine and the shit is literally killing them and making them sick yeah they got one vote the way you got one vote and our side is telling people it's cool if you don't feel like voting we don't have the wherewithal to hang with these motherfuckers you know so until something changes this is what it is like don't blame nancy pelosi blame the fucking american people like where's the hearts and minds that's being changed we always looking for some fucking christ-like political figure to like save us and i'm like nigga save yourself you know vote run for office organize you know that kind of shit participate don't just sit back and tweet and then talk about you know things that make you feel good and then go home and go to sleep and be like fuck it you know what i mean <laughs> if if i don't feel good about these i saw someone today they sent me a link to a piece that was like uh some woman talking about how she don't she don't plan on voting uh anymore because she don't like the people that's left and all this shit and i was like yeah you don't even need to send me this i don't agree with it if you listen to the show you know i don't agree with it if you follow me on twitter you know i don't agree with it i'm voting for whoever the fuck wins this goddamn primary period i really don't care who it is honestly i don't either like i'll be you know i like certain people more than others but at the Same. end of the day i don't give a fuck i don't care if i'm alive on november 5th or whatever guess what i'm gonna be doing voting right early voting probably so you know i'll probably be home you know playing playstation but you know what i'm saying all right we got uh some emails um 
this one says um this album though from Derek, who says lil wayne funeral thoughts karen i hadn't heard the album so i don't got no thoughts okay okay uh i also have not heard the album so i also don't have no thoughts i'm so sorry to let you down sorry sorry to let the people down Mm mm-hmm I hate to say it. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. I don't know who this man is. I mean, he could be walking down the street. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this man. Sorry to Lil Wayne. I haven't listened to the album. Mm-mm, I haven't either, baby. And, and in all fairness, I'm not a huge Lil Wayne fan. I really love the Carter, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's not even some hate shit like well he oh, no, no. can't even rap nah, nah. I, I think he's a dope rapper just he he's not one for me you know um and uh especially when he got super drugged out and was putting out an album every three seconds all the mixtapes and shit i couldn't keep up and then after that i just fell off because i was you know i'm like this the 12th no ceilings mixtape this this summer like i can't I this is a lot i can't listen to everything you know niggas is coming up to me like you heard the so-and-so remix i'm like bro i don't even know like wayne putting out too much shit i can't even keep up so he's like netflix um but uh yeah good luck to him and everything mm-hmm. no problems with him mm-hmm. you know um wayne wayne uh for a lot of people is like day jay-z yeah they love the wayne you know um and of course my favorite bar from Lil Wayne really isn't I am a young black rich if that don't let you know that America understand black matter these days I don't know what it is don't come at me with that dumb man my life matter especially to my I think that was uh, my favorite bar uh lastly we got this from Rebecca who says library episode dear Rod and Karen I love your live podcast at the library. Thank you for your show for showcasing all the resources that a library has to offer. I have always loved the library. When I was growing up, my mom used to uh uh my mom used the library as a weekly event. I did the same with my children when they were growing up. Once a week we would head to the library. You know, my mom used to take me to Scarly Bark. Uh, they could check out any book they wanted, play the games on the computer for the kids if they wanted, take part in the events the library was doing. It taught them responsibility for things that didn't belong to them, but allowed to use. Oh yeah, I never thought about that. Like, oh, let me take, I gotta bring this book back. Let me treat it good and all this stuff. Right. It was always a joyous event and my children hold very strong memories of that time. All of it, all it cost me was the gas used to get to the library. Mm-hmm. Another great example is my ex had his own mechanic shop and he would send me to the library to get mechanical books for different cars he was working on. Mm. They had a book for every make and model. The amount of money he would have had to put in to buy those books Come would on. have been astronomical, but the library made it free. The library is one of our greatest resources in the country and everyone should be using it as much as possible. Thanks again for a great episode all the hard work you do silly rebecca m thank you i would also throw out there like the library to me is a lot like you the united states postal service right where people have these ideas of like privatizing it monetizing it all this different stuff and it's one of those services that actually does better than the privatized service in my opinion right mm-hmm. like yes maybe you can go to a barnes and noble and get a book but sometimes you go to barnes and noble they don't have a book what they gotta do order it out ship it to you let you know in a few days when they get it it's a call. all that type of stuff right the library will do all that shit for free 
you know if they they normally do have a copy of it you know but they can get it from another branch right when it's due all this stuff like they do a great job uh for free and uh, i think that's just one of those resources that doesn't get enough respect um because the government resource and fucking republicans and all these people are always trying to fucking make some money off of it. and it's like nah this is a good service that people need not everyone will be able to afford it if it was privatized and that's the whole point so, they want to yeah they want to price people out um all right last thing guys we got something in the mail yay congratulations on your anniversary chris roach uh a roach uh, maybe uh owner triangle wanko the phone number's on here too but i don't think y'all supposed to see that part Mm-mm. but he sent us two bottles okay yay um i didn't i didn't know chris listened as well i thought I, all this time i've been assuming tiffany because of my racism i've been assuming tiffany was the only one that listened to us Me too. but uh shout out to chris as well man uh now i don't know anything about these fancy Mm-mm. wines and champagnes and stuff you be sending either. us uh but i'm gonna go ahead and read anyway this is a buggy buggy b-e-g-e-y b-u-g-e-y Sedon c-e-r-d-o-n uh rose sparkling wine oh oh just that method ancestral <laughs> you know how we do bro elaborate par bernard e and bernard and major e rondell okay so oh this from the earl rondell getting with okay i'll see can't wait to uh knock that on off you know oh, what i'm saying yes, that sounds sweet uh it got it got eight percent alcohol by volume you know what i'm saying um uh so all right cool cool um it's got a seal on the back i don't know oh shit not an official seal i don't know if it says a year and all that type of stuff you know oh, that's fine if it don't um and then also we got a uh, villa m now i can say this sweet red which is karen's one of karen's favorite kind and it's got mm-hmm. like a little woman on the on the thing i don't, I don't know if you guys can hey. see that it's like a little woman icon face it's weird oh wait let me turn this light off like i'll see if like it's like a little woman or something Mm -hmm. anyway um a sweet treat obtained from the natural fermentation of the finest red grapes delicate and fresh served chilled on on its own as an aperitif or with fresh fruits and desserts well if anyone thought i was cultured you guys just found out i'm not i don't know (laughs) i am not either baby but i'm gonna be drinking i'll tell you what i am thirsty all right y'all uh thank you so much for listening for premium people we'll be back at 3 p.m this uh afternoon for the nerd off yep uh for non-premium people we'll see you guys tomorrow Uh, if everything goes according to plan i think uh my man brandon collins is supposed to be our guest tomorrow so i have to double check and make sure that's still gonna happen but uh yeah thank you guys for listening and until next time i love you i love you too